0: Yeah, 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 yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey,
1: hey, hey, yeah, hey. Real deal with these cats, yeah. I'm just flexing on my ass.
0: Shotty wanna know what's next. What's next? She know she messing with the best, yeah. I pull up
2: on the haters Man you got me unimpressed. Ah. Try to hit me with the pressure.
1: Nah, I ain't never getting stretched. Oh. Real deal with the checks. Yeah. I'm just flexing on my Ryan, ass. Ryan the Real Deal for What's, what's
2: uh, up you brother?
3: Up You're on the road?
2: You know it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How's it going? Uh,
2: you know? Another day, another grind.
3: Another day, another grind. Well, where are you off to now?
2: Uh, I'm just off to my sponsor, uh, Maximum YEG Nutrition, to pick up uh, some new BCAAs.
3: Oh, what kind of BCAAs are these?
2: Um, it's by ANS Performance, I believe. It's uh, the Quencher one, So they got like peach mango. Like it's almost like it's supposed to be like um, tastes like sour candies and whatnot.
3: Now, do you like those flavored ones better than the unflavored ones?
2: Oh, hell yeah, brother. Need some <laughs> flavor in my life. Especially when you're dieting. Yeah, you
3: need some flavor. So do you substitute that in with your water to switch it up then?
2: Oh yeah, I substitute a lot of stuff in my water. I use the Kool-Aid, uh, zero calorie, zero sugar squirts. Huh. Um, you know, I use the BC- BAAs, uh, Crystal Lights. Because I, I, just, I just hate drinking water, unless it's after a weigh-in.
3: Tastes like garbage, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it's just plain water.
3: <laughs> it's gross. I use the... <laughs> uh, I got the Cellucor BCAAs. I like the citrulline in there for some reason. I don't know why, but I like it.
2: Yeah, these guys... Um, hold on, I'm going to look here. What is it here? A and uh, yeah, my, uh, my sponsor is uh, Maximum Health and Nutrition here in, in Edmonton And uh, the new ANS Performance Quench They have um, the BCAs, they have Sour Gummy Blast, Super Fruit Splash, Peach Like they got a bunch of good stuff
3: That sounds fantastic, I'm going to have to go find those now
2: yeah, you're going to have to check them out. <laughs> and if you're in Edmonton, make sure you go to Maximum Health and Nutrition, 13050 St. Albert Trail. And they also have one at one three six seven one sixty six Street.
3: So there's a bunch of them around Edmonton then. That's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a few of them there. So, yeah, if you go in there, just um, tell them that the real deal sent you and you'll get the real deal.
3: Well, let's talk about another one of your sponsors, which is Royal Empire Jewelry. Yeah, I hit them up this week. Actually, they're gonna make me something, which is which is gonna be fun.
2: Yeah, man, they're um they've been with me for a long time. They're actually really good brothers of mine, and um, they uh, yeah, their custom stuff is legit, man. Like I, I don't know if people have probably seen on my Facebook my uh my real deal GED up uh, iceo pendant that they made with that big Cuban link chain. Yeah, they made that for me, bro. I picked it up, and I was like, man, you guys got to make me something I can wear every day because this shit's three pounds.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: Three pounds, bro, I'm telling you. That's why I got neck muscles.
3: What is it? Is it the is it silver or is it gold?
2: Yeah, it's 925 silver.
3: I like the silver better than gold for some reason. That's just my thing. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm more of a silver guy, too, Um gold on the odd occasion and stuff but uh yeah i I like the 925 silver for sure
3: i was looking on their website today they got some like it's all handmade like the i can't remember the gentleman's name that makes it but uh he does really good yeah he does really good work
2: yeah bro they got um they, they got a little shop that they have on their ranch and they do it all handmade custom bro
3: they're on a ranch
2: yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they're cowboys. Oh, that's
3: <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't know they were on a ranch. Cow,
2: cowboys, cowboys in Sea town
3: <laughs> That's awesome. I just, I, I seen them in pictures with uh, Braidwood. He was, they were in Victoria.
2: Yeah, they were in Victoria for the, for the, what's it called, uh, tattoo show there.
3: Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited that they're going to make me something. I can't wait to see it. He said he'd have a, uh, Something mocked up for me here pretty quick. So I'm not going to tell anybody what it is yet. Because I think it's going to be pretty cool.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. No, they're uh, they're, they're really good guys. Um, and they get the stuff done. And when you get it, you're 100% happy. That's for sure.
0: Well, other They've been
2: out, they, they, they came with me my last few fights out to Singapore. They're always here in E-Town when I get down. And, yeah, man, they're... Uh,
0: they're legit guys.
2: Make sure they check them out. Jewelry dot com. They got Facebook, Instagram. Hit them up if you need some custom work done.
3: One hundred percent. Now I did see a Facebook post from you earlier this week and said that you might have some fight news this week.
2: Yeah. Well, since this is Friday, I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm waiting for a fight. um, these guys approached my coach on Montreal and asked if I'd be willing to fight um, October 27th in Germany against uh, his name is um, Vincent Vincent Siegabodes whatever he's he's German he's uh, 26 wins with two losses with 23 knockouts he's ranked 23 in the world he's a three and a half star rating on Boxrec. Oh. Um, but the fight's at super middleweight and, you know, man, I- I'm just looking to fight, like, and, you know, I- I'll make the cut if I have to, it's two weeks, whatever, it's 20-something pounds to cut to make the weight, hey, I- I'm ready, you know, I've been in, since they asked us about it, uh, you know, I've I've been on getting my diet proper, I've been in the gym two, three times a day just getting the excess weight off, just so I could make the super middleweight, 168 pound limit, and um, it's he actually has the IBF Intercontinental uh, title, so um, I'm hoping he's not a pussy and he accepts the fight because at the end of the day, he's been training. I am always training, but I haven't been training to get ready for a fight because I haven't had nothing, but this is a short-notice fight, two weeks. Why wouldn't you fight me? You're younger than me. You have 28 professional fights. You have 23 knockouts and only two losses. You know, if you're a champ, are you a champ or are you a chump?
3: So, w- would this be for the title then?
0: Hi.
2: Hi. Um. Yeah, it would
3: be for the you? title. Sorry, Nina just got a phone call. Me at <laughs> Thank God. That's all right. We can eavesdrop. We're off of uh, speakerphone now, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can just edit that stuff out anyway. No big deal. Um, what was my question? Oh, what is the actual weight for super middleweight then?
2: Uh, the weight is 168 pounds.
3: Oh, you can do that.
2: Well, like I said, man, I've made 170 uh, for 11 years, or even 169. I uh, I fought one pro boxing fight at 168 pounds as well. So, yep. you know, like at the end of the day, the weight cut is the hardest part, but... Like I said, I'm a hard motherfucker. I get it done.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it would be for the the IBF Intercontinental title. Intercontinental title. So that's you know amazing.
2: they're looking for somebody. You know, unless they get a bum in short notice, then that's the way it's going to be. But you know, like I said, man, like I, I just don't get these fighters. Like I'm willing. I'm you know I'm I'm willing to drop twenty something pounds in two weeks to make the weight. You know the travel flight time over there to fight so you know it's it, this is what I do for a living you know it's not like uh you know I don't like to do anything else I like to train and I like to fight
3: well that's a fantastic opportunity though like well what, what was the the uh the yard fight was for an intercontinental title too
2: right yeah I think it was it was the WBA or WBO one of the two but you know like I, I'm looking to go into these guys backyards and and Germany is not a spot that you could just walk in and, and beat a guy you will never you will not win a decision in Germany It doesn't matter if you beat a guy yeah, you, you know, do. and that's almost like the same thing in in, in England. You, you won't win a decision over there and You know the way that I fight I don't look to go to decisions I look to put you out or you just look don't want to fight anymore after I beat you up for a few rounds
3: <laughs> Well, wow. so basically if you if you're jumping over to a different country, like England or Germany, you got to get a knockout to win.
2: A hundred percent, you do. Okay. You know, and 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 you know what? That's most likely in everybody's backyard. Whenever you're in somebody's backyard, you have to stop them, or you have to make it very like nobody can question it. But then again, you you never know what happens. To- uh oh. Oh no! I was just outside of the car, and somebody saw me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the real deal, bro. I heard somebody I yelling with somebody not yelling at me? Like, do you <laughs> wa-
3: do you walk around with a sharpie?
2: No, actually, <laughs> I got a sharpie in the car
3: all the time. <laughs> do you? Do you, are you getting? Yeah. Are you getting uh, people bugging you for autographs and stuff like that all the time in Edmonton?
2: Oh, everywhere, bro! Not even Edmonton. Wherever I go, I get stopped for pictures, autographs, talk.
3: That's a cool thing, man. Uh, I like that. Yeah,
2: man, I, I like it, man. I like it too.
3: Well, you're not a guy either that's gonna that's gonna turn it down. Like somebody's yelling. Uh, what did I just say? Oh, I said you're not a guy that's gonna turn the turn that opportunity down. Though there's, a, I've ran into Brock Lesnar, and that guy's a dink. He wouldn't take a picture, wouldn't sign an autograph, So it's always nice when guys are guys will do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, but then you get some of those guys who are. Uh, where they came from, right? And they don't remember that, you know, that fan that asked you for an autograph was the guy who paid two hundred and fifty dollars for his front row seat to watch you fight. Yeah. And then he comes up to you in the street and you slough him off and you know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that guy.
3: No, you're well, you're the, you're a nice guy. You're actually one of my favorite yeah. people to talk to. I I like talking to you, so it's always a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to switch topics a little bit on you, because an incident had happened with me this week, and you've been a father a little bit longer than I have, so I'm going to ask some advice. Let's yell. So the boogie child, my daughter, she got into her first fist fight on the the weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she's only seven years old. But uh, she wasn't bothered by it by any means. Uh, she ended up. She didn't end up getting hurt or anything like that. The other, the other kid got got beat up. But uh, I I also I don't want to encourage the behavior, but I also don't want to tell her not to do that if somebody's pushing her like pushing her around.
2: Right. hundred percent. Bottom line, I tell my kids straight up: you walk away from fights. You never. You never start a fight and you be the bully's bully. If Somebody yeah. ever puts your hand on you, you let them know that that's not right. Yeah. And if I find out that somebody puts their hand on you and you don't do nothing about it, now you're going to be in trouble with me.
3: <laughs> well, she, nobody touched her, but they were throwing rocks at her, and she got mad.: Oh uh, yeah, see yeah. Uh, so she's starting- throwing
2: rocks, you might as well just throw your fists.
3: Yeah, she just stormed over there and laid a, an ass whooping down, and that was the end of it. <laughs>
2: hey, then that's the end of it. The kids are gonna know not to throw rocks anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, don't
3: don't throw rocks.
2: <laughs> exactly. Don't throw rocks if you live in a glass house, because I'll break your jaw.
3: Yeah, it, it was it was a situation that I wasn't prepared to deal with because my my kids. She's kind of sweet, and she doesn't she doesn't like to get into physical altercations. And then she came home and she told me what happened. I was like, oh shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't don't know. I haven't haven't been in one of those situations yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) But mine's probably going to be a little bit different. Mr. Ford, uh, RJ broke some kid's jaw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah? Did the kid hit him? Uh, Yes, Mr. Ford. The kid hit him first. Oh, then there's no problem. Why are you calling me?
3: Well, see that—that's how I feel too, right? Like my my nephew's always getting into fights at school because people are making fun of him or whatever, and then they hit him. He's small, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then they're always giving him trouble. I'm like, well, did the other kid hit him? And the well, yeah, it was a full-on fight. Well, what's the problem? Yeah. Going- yeah, man, kids are crazy these days. Kids are funny. It's uh, totally different these days, man. Well, like when we were kids, because you and I are the same age, it was just a fight and then it was over with.
2: Yeah. Nothing. Now it's not. Now it's a fight and then the next person's bringing a knife to school or a gun to school. It's just...
3: Craziness. Yeah, it's craziness. So this Monday, I, I notice all the time on Instagram that you're posting your workouts on there. Now, I know Adam Braidwood, he went and tried, he tried to do the real deal workouts and copy what you were doing on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to do it. Start on Monday morning, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna check your Instagram and see what you're doing.
2: Okay, okay, I'll make sure to post a good one then. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know I'm gonna die.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: so I, I like the rowing ones, like you do rowing and the and the stair thing, I like those.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been switching up a little bit of cardio from running to just a uh, straight stair climber. Oh. Have you and, noticed a difference? I'm telling you, bro. The stair climber, I never knew it was that damn hard.
3: <laughs> That's the motorized 45 one. 45
2: minutes, bro. Oh, wow. I'm telling you. And and like I do the intervals. So, you know, it, it goes slow for a minute. And then all of a sudden, it's going to, uh, I'm I'm doing 100 and something steps uh, per minute. Wow. And then it goes back down. Okay, you're doing 50 something steps a minute. And then all of a sudden, boom, for another minute, you're going 150 steps a minute. I'm telling you, bro wow that's insane it's different it's different
3: uh do you notice a difference in
2: your cardio with doing that yeah you know because i feel it a lot in my legs and in my lungs because for some reason i don't know what it is about stairs they you're, you're climbing the whole time right
3: yeah so, so I've,
2: I've always anything, heard that- anything climbing it's it's rough
3: I've always heard that like either walking on an incline or running at a slow pace on an incline is better
2: than just
3: running flat.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. You're, you're burning a lot more when you're going uphill. Uh,
3: The, the stair thing is interesting because it doesn't look like it's hard, but I'm going to find out on Monday.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, you do it. You do an interval workout on the stairs on the stair climber. You're dead
3: nap time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, if I can move after Monday, then I'll keep going Tuesday. If I can move after Tuesday, well, we're just gonna keep going. Then Either, you're gonna
2: do my Wednesday workout.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna check it in the morning, in the afternoon, and then at night because I'm guessing you're in there two or three
2: times a day. You know it. You know it. And right now it's like two or three times a day, and just nighttime too after boxing. It's like just get. Squeeze out a little bit more weight, because, man, I'm hoping I get this fight, man.
3: I hope you do, too, though. I'm telling re- you, man, it's like,
2: man, all these guys, like, don't even don't even write us and ask us to fight. Just know where I'm going to fight. Exactly. You know? Don't ask us if we if will fight, because you already know the question.
3: It's just a yes.
2: Exactly. Just send us a damn contract.
3: Well, I, I'm hoping this German fellow, he's going to step up. It, it, it's funny. To, is he the champion or is the title vacant?
2: Yeah. No. No. He's the champion. He's okay. The IBF champ. So we'll it, see. We'll see if he's a champion or if he's a chump.
3: It's always funny when you when the champion just ducks out. I yeah, I, I it get a is. kick out of it because it doesn't make any sense, especially with Four his record. Bum. Well, that's true, but like with his <laughs> record of twenty six and two with twenty three KOs. He's gotta why be ha- you
2: fight a guy thirteen and oh.
3: He's gotta be why wouldn't you? Why right? wouldn't you? Exactly, that's a good question. I'm gonna ask him if I you can too. talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna expect to see that fight now. And uh if he doesn't uh, I am gonna make a meme about him and, and tag him in it.
2: Yeah, oh trust me. Well well I I'm giving like I'm thinking they're gonna stretch it out till around maybe Monday or Tuesday to give an answer, right?
3: Yeah. Try to give you as little time yes. as possible.
2: Exactly. So, but they don't know. Should, I'm always ready.
3: You should do your research, I Vincent.
2: Ready. Vincent. I should. may be a little bit heavy, but I'll get the weight off.
3: Well, Vincent should have done his research.
2: He should. Well, I think that's what they're doing right now.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, the, they're going to figure out that you're ready. And it's, yeah. I'm hoping it's going to go. I'm hoping this guy's the a legit champion and, and that you can go over and take that belt because that would be amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, I'm hoping, man. I'm hoping I get this one. If I don't get this one, I'm hoping I get something, you know, by the end of this month or early next month because I already got December 8th here at Edmonton locked down. Yep. So uh, I just I, I need to fight before that.
3: Well, let's make it happen. What's this guy's name He's, again? Uh, Vincent. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it
2: happen. I'm calling out everybody. Whoever's got fights, just know I'm knocking.
3: Real deal's coming. That's the end of, end of the story. That's it. All right, man. I'll get you out of here one one more time again. Shout out your sponsors and uh, Real Deal Athletics.
2: All right, guys. Go out to realdealathletics.ca. Pick up your gear. I want to thank all my sponsors, Royal Empire Jewelry, Da Vinci Talent Agency, Instacoin. Um, who else do I got? Real Deal Athletics. You know, I want to thank all my people around the world who are supporting me. And I got love for you haters, too. (laughs) Nothing but the real deal.
3: That's on the road with the real deal.
0: This is Jelena Marjanovic, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast.
3: Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Alright guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. We got a call from this gentleman the other day. He said he wanted to come on the podcast, but there's been some stuff going on on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best boxers in Canada, Alex Wren. Thank you.
1: Thank you guys. I'm happy to be on here. Um, Yeah, there's been a war of of attrition, so to speak, between myself and Dakota. And don't know why. (laughs) Never did anything bad to these guys. I honestly have only been a good uh, positive towards their promotion, their fighters. I spar with numerous other fighters that have fought on recent shows. And for whatever reason, they uh, they have it out for me. So I'm trying to stand up for myself, you know, trying to get back. And I have uh, my next fight lined up in Mexico, December 16th. But for the new year, I'm looking to make the best fights against the best fighters, you know, and I'm ready. So,
4: So, yeah. Well, how... How did this all come about? I mean, I have a good idea, but I'd rather hear it from uh, from from you because uh, I saw some stuff before their last card from you. You know, you had posted some stuff about uh, Alvin Tam and, and you're your showing support of your, your countryman, uh, Absolutely. Jesus Absolutely. Perez.
1: Yeah, you guys saw Jesus against myself and against Alvin Tam. Very good fighter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, great chin. I mean, I, I hit him with some of the biggest shots I could and he just kind of just took him. So I saw that, uh, his skill set, his size, and I'm like, whoa, he's going to beat Alvin Tam. Now, Dakota came up to me and said, hey, if Alvin Tam beats Jesus, we'd like to put you in a title fight. And I said, sounds great. I would love to fight Alvin Tam for a title, but the only problem is he's not going to beat Jesus. And they are, we got all mad about that. They started saying, oh, you, you're going against us. You're, going, you're saying bad stuff. I'm like, I'm not saying any bad stuff. I'm just calling it for what it is, right? <laughs>
4: On so a spade a spade kind of thing
1: exactly exactly Who and won?
4: everything that you said before that matchup and you talked yes. about it and, and i mean i had read it to alvin's uh post about how uh he's gonna be uh jesus's toughest opponent to date and whatever and i mean you guys have had a little back and forth so obviously reading between the lines that's a knock on you i mean it mm-hmm. doesn't take a genius to see it you know there's a, there's a lot of passive-aggressive behavior on the, on the interwebs these days, especially social media. It's like, you got a problem, just come out and say it.
1: Basically, that's exactly what it is. And the main problem is uh, they don't like the fact that I'm calling them out. They, don't like the, they think I'm going against them. I'm like, listen, guys, I'm with you guys. I've supported you all along. And to top it off, it's just like Alvin Tam goes, goes around, goes to one of my good friends. I will keep his name anonymous. And, he's, and my friend's, hey, do you want to do pad work with me? And uh, Alvin Tam looks at him and he's like, uh, are you sure you can handle my power? <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. He goes, he's like, are you sure you can handle my power? And he's like, well, brother, it's just like, this got nothing to do with anything. I just want to, you know, do some pad work, try to help you out and, you know, welcome to the gym. And so when I heard that, that sentiment, And right away, I'm like, come on, dude, this guy, is he really, like, is he really that full of himself? Like, first of all, we as fighters, no matter how good you are, we should try to be humble, right? Try to be a positive role model. And ever since then, I'm just like, "Well, they're trying to promote this kid. They're saying he had this WBC Pacific Continentals belt. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Uh His uh, his dad fought the great Alexis Arguello. Congratulations, good for your dad. (laughs) Uh, But in terms of you as a fighter, I've seen you. I've seen you fight my buddy Rudy from uh, Montreal. I'll mention his name. And and I saw you this last time out against Jesus. And just I'm sorry to say, it's just like you're a C-class fighter at best. So. Is that being disrespectful? I don't think so. I'm just calling a spade a spade you know and I want my shot man I want to fight whoever whenever for the belts right away. I have my next fight December 16th uh, my first eight rounder you know and after that guys, 2018 I will fight anybody.
4: were so- you uh, were you right at the show?
1: Uh, I actually was watching the, I don't know if you guys saw, there was a huge uh, junior middleweight bout between Jamal Charlo and Erickson Lubin. Um, It was the biggest fight that they were promoting, Showtime has been promoting since the um, McGregor-Mayweather fight, which was also a good fight, by the way. And uh, so I was watching that because uh, the 154 division is stacked, as is the 147 division, and uh, Jamal Charlo destroyed... Lubin in one round. So yeah, my unfortunately, I, I was not to fight myself because of that. But um, I supported a lot of the fighters that were on the card. Uh, with, we're sparring throughout with their sparring throughout the train camp. And um, like I said, uh, I definitely was uh, watching it uh, live uh, via video. So.
3: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So who? Here's the real question: Who are you mm-hmm. dealing with at Dakota? Are you dealing with Michael Short, or are you dealing with Dennis Herman?
1: That's the problem. Me and Dennis, I believe we're cool. I believe we're on the same page. I respect the dude. We've never had any difference. He actually recently just liked my last post. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> so it's, um, it's Mike Short. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but he keeps on trying to deal with me directly. And I'm like, hey, and I'm telling him, Mike Short, I have a coach, I have a manager. His name is Michael Muster Mateo. Please deal with him. And so, yeah, it's Michael Short.
3: So I'll, I'll tell you what the problem is with Michael Short. TSN 960 gave this guy the name Mr. Boxing. Michael Short is taking this, this nickname of his to heart. And mm-hmm. like, he thinks he's Mr. Boxing now. In my opinion, Michael Short's bad for boxing. Ouch. He doesn't know how to speak. He fake cries Ouch. at press conferences when they talk about cancer. And all around when people deal with him, he's a fucking piece of shit. Dennis Herman, Dennis Herman is a cool guy. Dennis Herman is solid. If they got rid of Michael Short and they put somebody else in there in his position, Dakota would go places with Michael Short, it's gonna go nowhere but in the toilet.
1: Ouch. (laughs) Ouch, brother.
3: (laughs) That that's just me being honest. I probably should have said all due respect before I said that, but that would be a lie, because I wouldn't mean it. yeah i mean that it it is what it is at the end of the day like michael short's trying to be a promoter when he's a punch drunk mm -hmm. idiot and then they got a professional wrestler in uh dennis herman who actually knows how to put on a show but he doesn't know anything about boxing
4: that's right sometimes i think that the 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 two definitely get uh wires crossed because uh there's, there's 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 one thing about hyping and 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 causing a little bit of uh controversy or drama and 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 hyping things up or whatever and um but sometimes it's like you know depending on how it's brought across it could be hype or it could be disrespectful and um you know i had read a bunch of the stuff i was thinking oh wow like they're putting you on blast like they kind of went went to lunch i mean no different than us after the last show i mean you know we we were there and um we spoke openly and honestly about the the matchups that were on that show um and then uh, yeah. that that's that's all you did too and to get it you know like this long rant from Mike and I was like what is going on i mean everything Great. that you said was was true it was yeah. like it, you're not being disrespectful i mean the the heavyweight matchup between um Lee and and um, Dwayne. I mean, it was it was exactly what I expected to happen. Not mm-hmm. not that not that I expected Dwayne to lose necessarily, but I mean, you expected two guys to come out, not be even though they say they're gonna both box. It's like, no, you ain't. You two are gonna throw down, and that's what mm-hmm. happened. And and one got hit, and and it just that's it changed the changed the tide, and that's what happens, you know. Um, and then of course, with all the stuff that Alvin was saying. Ahead of time, I could see how you'd be a little bent out of shape. You're gonna post some stuff, so of course, when he loses, you gotta expect you to come on and be like, "Oh man, told you that was gonna happen."
1: Yeah. What did did you guys? What did you expect from my behalf? But to say, "Hey, I called that from the beginning." And the only thing that really bothered me after that, I'm not gonna go at Mike short right now. It's (laughs) just not really worth it. But the only thing that really got me was when he started saying that I'm disrespecting fighters. And that has never was would never be the case because we go through so much bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Day to day, just like the injuries, the training, the, like you, we don't even, we don't. There's days we don't even want to train, we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, we you know there's the money we sacrifice, like everything, everything that we go through. To say that I would ever disrespect a fighter is just that's that's low, man, because. I have the utmost respect for what we go through. And that's honestly one of the reasons I don't really like calling out people or saying bad stuff about people because I don't know your situation. You know what I mean? If I know your situation, if I know that you're generally a bad guy, okay, I may call you out then. But the bad guy. (laughs) Exactly. The bad guy.
4: You know what? Sad. Everything that you just said is is something that I've known, um, and I'm sure it's the same in in most uh, combat sports communities. Like whether you're down east or in the U.S., you know, and, and and you're on the smaller like local scenes with guys trying to rise up. And for Alberta combat sports, most people that are involved are actually pretty good, yeah. especially the athletes. You know, they're all there. Like yeah, you know, you get these little little, um, uh, you know. Uh, sideline dramas and fights and stuff most times it's just everybody hyping something up trying to get their piece of the piece of the action and get involved but since we've started the podcast and we've had more and more people coming through and talking to different people and getting in behind the scenes and stuff it's like you sure do uh find out a lot more dirt than than uh ever kind of you knew it was there but then it's like then you're really getting getting the scoop on stuff, you know? And I mean, it's you can't have somebody saying the same stuff from various different people all the time if if some of it's not true.
1: 100%, 100%. And you guys, like I said, um I appreciate what you guys do. You guys are two cool dudes. Uh and I hope you guys, you know, keep supporting the local fight game. Uh there's been a lot of big fights lately, man. You know the mm-hmm. Mayweather uh, McGregor fight was fun. I thought uh, McGregor was super impressive. He obviously had a slightly bad uh, b- game plan because he pressed too hard early.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Tanelo Alvarez, Triple G. Another terrific fight. You know?
3: Great fight, bad decision.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, well, one of those judges was bought. Just look at uh, this last fight between Alvin Tam and Jesus Perez. One of those judges had it four rounds to two for uh, Alvin Tam. Oh, like, what geez. fight were you watching? You know, so Mike Short, did you buy that judge by the way? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So,
3: I I did go off a little bit about Michael Short. Now, I I better clarify it. I'm not talking about Michael Short, the person, I'm talking about Michael Short, the promoter.
1: Yeah, I don't even think he's a bad guy, dude. Mm -hmm. That's why, like I said, I'm not here saying anything bad about him because, like, hey, Mike Short, me and I, we we had coffee like a couple months ago talking about how he's going to do big things for his Dakota and he wants me to be a part of it. And then I went to Mexico on vacation, and he comes back and says, hey, I got a four-round undercard for you. I'm like, four-round undercard? Dude, like, what the hell? I'm I'm, I'm a, I'm a main event fighter now. Like, please, like, I'm sorry to say, we're not trying to go backwards. We're trying to go forward with my career. So, well, yeah, go ahead, dude. It,
3: it is what it is. Like, Michael Short's going to get all hot and bothered about what I said. I'm not attacking him as a person. I'm attacking him as a promoter. Uh, mm. Michael short as a promoter, different story than the real person. I actually like him when he's not, doesn't have his promoter hat on. He's actually a nice guy, mm-hmm. but when it's something that he needs to help him benefit something that he has, it, it's cut, it, it's pretty cut and dry with him. Like he's, he's either gonna, he's going to go with what he wants to happen
1: or he, or not. That's right. It's, it's either his way or the highway, so to speak.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. it, it is what it is. It's sad to hear that something like that would happen to you. You're one of the best in Canada. Um yeah. Thank I don't go, pr- go over I to pr- KO boxing, up. bro.
1: Um, yeah, listen, I'm looking at all my options right now. I'm uh, possibly thinking about going to Montreal in Ooh. the new year. Yeah. There's a lot of big fights over there right now. We got Steve Claggy fighting uh easy release in October twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. I was What do you camp- think of that?
4: What do you think of that matchup?
1: Oh, oh such a good fight, bro. I'm not going to say who's going to win, but there is a slight favorite. I traveled with the Sti- Sti- uh, sorry, Yves release all over the world as part of Team Canada. And obviously, I've trained and sparred with uh, Claggett since the amateurs. So I know how good both of them are. They're both really good fighters. The only thing that kind of upsets me is that the winner is going to go ahead and do big things. Uh, yes. HBO, Showtime. And I feel it's going to be a bit of a setback for the loser, and it's not fair because both fi- fighters are really good, tremendous fighters. They both deserve, honestly, nothing but the best. So I wish him, may the best man win. Yep. Um, but, yeah, there is a slight favorite. I won't say who it is. It's a 55-45 or yeah, 55, fight, in my opinion. Very close.
3: Well, on hmm. this show, we're pulling for the dragon, obviously.
1: Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. you got to support Western Canada, right? But uh-huh. uh, and I, I have nothing but yeah fuck
4: that other guy.
1: <laughs> but I mean, you know I was in India, I was in uh, Germany, I was in Brazil, I was all over the place with Eveselese. So I got to know him very well. He's like a brother to me. So I'm I have I'm not picking. I can't pick between the two. But mm. it's going to be a terrific fight, guys. Do not miss that one. That seriously is uh, HBO uh, quality type fight. It's well, cool. now.
3: Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead.
4: Uh, I was gonna say. Well, I was kind of. It, it it was it was changing the subject slightly. So if we're if we're staying on this, then you go ahead. No, I was gonna change it anyway. No. I was just gonna ask you, like, um, is is Brian Samuel training with you down in Calgary? Like, um,
1: Brian Samuel was part of my. Uh, we were, we did we helped each other with the last camp when he fought um Jesse. hmm And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I fought Zeus. Um. Brian, you're my boy. Um, it was a close fight. I thought a lot of people thought he's, uh, Brian won. Obviously, they gave the decision to Jesse. Um, so ever since that day, he's not been too happy about that decision. Um, Who do you think won? I think Jesse won, dude. Me too. Yeah, me too.
0: yeah
1: not, me too. And it's and not. And I watched
4: it again, too. I don't, I wasn't just there live. It's always different watching yeah. it live, but... I like to watch those ones that are close after the fact. And, yeah, I, I think Jesse won. The reason I was asking you that is because, uh, and, and we mentioned KO. I'd love to see you over there boxing with KO. I know Mel's got a ton of, uh, ton of uh, boxers right now, but you'd be, you'd be yeah. somebody that would be exciting on her shows. And um, uh, we, What's
1: his name? Um, sorry, bro. I'll, let, I'll let you finish. Sorry, if I was going to say, well,
4: Brian's boxing there December 2nd against Flavio and Michel.
1: Oh, they're having a rematch.
4: Well maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe it's not official yet. <laughs> but yeah, they're fighting. <laughs> okay. You're... Sorry, Mal. You oh. heard it here first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, pretty, uh, they got two pretty good fighters. Uh Eric Taylor just scored a pretty nice left uh left. Yeah. Oh with a lead uh, lead left hook knockout. Mm-hmm. He's on the rise, he's won what, six or seven in a row. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would, I, would, I would take that fight in a heartbeat. Uh, Cam O'Connell, they wanna, they've been wanting to do that as a title fight for a while now. Um, Mel, I've actually never spoken to you. Um, after this eight rounder, uh, I will be ready to fight Cam O'Connell in a 10 round fight, title fight. I want to do it in Calgary, though, if that's possible.
3: Will never be and possible.
1: The, the, reason, the reason I'm saying that's that is. That's not true. The last time I fought Cam. Was in the amateurs and I beat him pretty easily. Jesse heard that it was on points. It was at the 2011 nationals and I beat him seven to two, eight to two. It wasn't. It wasn't that competitive.
3: Fuck! I love this, Alex Ren. This guy is awesome. <laughs> yeah. This is different than the last Alex we had.
1: Holy oh, shit! I have to stand. I have to stand up for myself, brother. I've been. I've well, been,
4: here's the, the thing. You said. You said in Calgary. Ball. There is there is some there's some stuff. I, I might already be in trouble for talking about the Brian thing, so I'm not going too far uh into that or, or why, but um uh sometimes I forget when I'm talking to other people. But uh I wouldn't I wouldn't put it uh I wouldn't put it past you. you we're I gotta I'm gonna phone Mel after this. This'll be good. Yeah. Oh We gotta get we gotta get Mel That's... in touch with Alex Wren. and Absolutely. uh we gotta figure something out for uh for the new year. Um, I have a feeling that Calgary could work.
1: Let's make the biggest fights. That's all I'm about. I'm about making the biggest fights for the fans. And that's it. That fight um, would be wicked. The promoters, with all due respect, and I'm not saying all these promoters, <laughs> or, one or two of these promoters, think it's more about themselves than the fans. Michael Short. And it, and it's all about the fans, and it's all about the fighters, with all due respect. I know, I know we have to sell tickets. I know we have to, you know... Obviously, make sure people get paid and people get ahead. Mm-hmm. But these kind of fights that I'm offering, you know, myself, Eric Taylor, myself, Camel Condon, myself. Uh, down the road, uh, Tony Lewis. You know. We're talking to
4: Tony. We're talking to Tony when we hang up with you. Actually, Tony's coming on today.
1: Listen, I'm at my record. It doesn't make sense for him. I need to, I need to get about three mm-hmm. three more wins, three four more wins. Uh, But if I were to beat a couple of these big names, then he would have to consider it. And that would be a fun fight.
3: Well, speaking about Tony Lewis, Alex, we're going to have to get you out of here. But come back on the podcast in a couple of weeks because you are pure fucking gold today.
1: Yeah. It's an honor. It's an honor. And absolutely. It's always fun talking to you guys. Uh, And let's do it. A couple of weeks, we'll talk some more. Betcha! Thanks right, for right. coming on, man. Hey guys, have a great day.
3: Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a bad motherfucker, Alex Wren.
4: Alex, Hi. real quick before before you hang up, Alex, do you, do you yes. have anybody you want to thank before you take off? And where can where can the fans find you? Because they're gonna to want to keep in touch with Alex and see what's next. I have a feeling that's gonna be exciting.
1: I want to thank you two for having me on the show today. I want to thank Kevin McDermott for being. Straight Gold from the beginning. He's one of the best coaches in the world. I want to thank Michael Mateo. And I want to thank Takata. Like, you know, there's no bad blood. Me and Dennis, there's no bad blood. Uh, I want to work with you guys working, moving forward. And I'm just here to give the fans the very best fights. You name them. Uh, Eric Taylor, Cam O'Connell, uh, Mick Edward, Tony Lewis. I'll beat them all. You, put, you line them up, I knock them down like bowling pins.
3: You heard it here, motherfuckers. Alex Wren.
1: Peace out, guys.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, the NABA lightweight champ, Tony Lewis. What's up, Tony?
5: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Not too much, not too much.
3: Well, you just
4: uh, you, you had a matchup on the weekend, and you uh, you you beat down another tough contender, put him in his place.
5: I'd I, I'd say I uh, I all boxed him. I think I was beating him down the first three or four rounds, and then. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the sixth round, I got I got a little careless in the sixth round, and uh, he caught me with a good shot. And uh, I haven't been buckled like that in a few years, but um, I uh, my experience paid off. I knew what I had to do to recover, and uh, I took back control of the fight. And I thought I won a solid eight out of ten rounds, but I think what made for the drama was that sixth round. Mm. But um, I think uh blocked him down the first half, and then I outboxed him in the second half and uh, took home a solid win. He was a tough, tough guy, though. Every
4: good entertainer has to be able to show that there's a little chink in his armor once in a while. So, <laughs> sure, fans <laughs> some excitement.
5: Yeah, of course. I think uh, there's no question the fans got their money's worth.
3: It looked like in the first round you got hit with a pretty good right hook, too.
5: Yeah, um, I took a while. Well. I remember that shot. He just, uh, you know what? This guy was so easy to hit that. Uh, Sometimes I, I I admire my work for a second after landing some decent shots, you know, and I'd stop and look at him for a second, and boom, he comes back and returns. And that was something, you know, that we knew about in camp when we'd watch him. That even when this guy gets cracked, he uh, he'll fight back anyway. He weather the storm and comes back after taking some wicked shots. But uh, in the moment, you know, it just uh, I got caught admiring my work for a second. But uh, the only punch that really shook me was uh, the right hook in the sixth round. But I mean. Uh, he was a tough guy man he was a tough guy and i had to make some adjustments in the second half and not stay in front of him after landing some shots but dip out and uh keep him turning keep circling and boxing and uh after that sixth round he he never hit me with that shot again
3: well you had some real good uh like you had real good luck with leading with your left hook and your right straight to the body like you you did Uh you did a lot in the fight but it you were able to cover the distance and get inside and land some real good body shots too like I, they yeah. were murderous body shots. He was
5: tough, man. He he took he took him well, and he, uh, man, the guy had a good poker face. He he was a tough kid. But I mean, at the end of the day, I know that uh, I know him and his team, and whatever they they they're playing it off like they got a raw deal. They always have to do that. But uh, you know, being tough and taking shots doesn't win your rounds. I mean, you have to land yeah. too. I mean, outside of his sixth round, I mean, he missed the majority of his shots for most of the night. I mean. You don't get points for missing and having a good chin. You know, you you got to land punches to win. Now,
3: I did notice one like, thing. You were shaking out your left arm a lot during the fight. Do you have a, like an elbow or a shoulder problem?
5: <laughs> ah, fuck. It's it's just a tick. It's just a bad habit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you That's had it. heard it or what the hell was going on, but every time is shaking it out.
5: I know. <laughs> just a tick. If any potential really? opponents are listening, now you know my secrets
4: well <laughs> you gotta get that tick to come up here so that they look and then they can slap them back with it you know
3: <laughs> instead of being down oh man in the <laughs> o'connell fight you were doing it with both arms so it was like you uh, you throw your yeah. arms out like you're loading a friggin 50 caliber rifle and then you go at them. <laughs> it's just uh it,
5: it's just a habit uh sometimes i'm just I, I just feel like i gotta loosen up and like shake it out for a second it's just uh it's just a bad habit
3: <laughs> yeah. i thought i'd ask anyway sure
5: no you know what i i watched the uh the last two fights when there was the the pay-per-view live stream and i got to see the replay and i'm listening to the commentators with both the fight with cam and the fight before that and they're wondering the same fucking thing during the broadcast and i'm laughing just watching you know like fuck i got them guessing everything they think something's wrong with me and that i'm injured, but. Man, he still keeps pumping that left hand. I was like, "Oh fuck. I was having a good did, laugh.
4: <laughs> did Liveco use the same announcers for this show as they did uh, the, the last time you fought in or boxed in Cornwall?
5: No, they just went Facebook Live this time. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was some uh, some budget cuts, I guess. I don't know.
3: I was real mm-hmm. happy that there was a Facebook live stream because we could watch it for free. Got a lot of hits. Mm-hmm.
5: You know? Got a lot, a lot of hits.
3: I've watched it three times since then. It's a great fight. I recommend everybody just goes over to LiveCo, follows LiveCo, and watches the fight because it's a a very high-level fight.
4: Thank you're an exciting you. guy Thank to you. watch box. You know, I, I, I watched some highlights and some clips of it that were popping up, but I didn't have time to sit down and watch the whole thing. I was too busy lighting myself on fire this weekend. So,
5: <laughs> lighting yourself on fire? <laughs>
4: yeah, I have an incinerator out at my farm and I poured gas on it. I lit it up. And, yeah, I burnt. Look at my hand. I can't see really, okay. but I'm missing all the hair on my no, hand from there. up. I burnt my you're face. White,
5: you're white, you're bald. You weren't burning any crosses, were you?
4: Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: no,
4: no, we might we might say some
3: colorful stuff, but nothing like that. No. So what's next then, Tony? Are you going to go after yeah. the world title? I'm trying, man. Uh, you know that's
5: why I called out some names, and they put out that uh, they put out that press release yesterday on boxing scene. And um, look, I, I think it pretty much said everything that was published in that article yesterday. I the main priority is to get a shot against Linares. And if that doesn't happen because he's looking for a unification or whatever, then whatever contender can get me closer to a title shot. I got, I got Ray Beltran, uh, Felix Vadeo, and Anthony Crawl on my mind. You know, I'm willing to travel. If I got to go, if I got to go back to England for Crawl or if I got to, you know, go back to the states on any TV date uh, for Beltran or Vadeo, I'm willing to do that as long as I have proper camp and a fair offer. Uh, I'm game.
3: Tony now. just wants to fight. Yeah, exactly. He just wants a box. That's good. That's good. That's good. You got something to say? Say it. No. Oh, no, okay. I don't. Well, we did just talk to a gentleman on the podcast right before we talked to you, and uh, your name came up, and uh, he says he could beat your ass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's her R- name? What's her name? Alex Wren.
5: Who the fuck is that? Oh, I knew
3: that. Would <laughs> I there. knew that yes. was going to
4: happen. Nah uh did you know alex you don't know him? no i really don't know him. he uh he had boxed uh he had boxed cam in the amateur days and he beat cam and he uh he's got some some issues uh i wanted to wanted to go off on some things about uh promotion Ducata, and a few things and, and we were just asking him who he'd like to box and he's like man he says you know i'd love i'd love to box against cam again he goes. I uh, named a couple other people, and he's like, and you know, he goes. I'm not ready yet, but but one day I'd like to box Tony Lewis. I think that would be a great fight. So he wasn't actually disrespecting you. No. He just said he's he's not ready. He goes. Uh, he goes. I think. I'll, I, he goes. I'll beat Cam, and uh, he says I, I'd like to. I'd like to get a few more under my belt, and that'd be a. Uh, uh, a real challenge and 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 um step up to, to box against tony lewis so i was like oh that's cool and it was funny because we knew we were talking to you we're like we're talking to tony right after we hang up with you actually so was well, okay
5: well i well whenever he's ready then uh he's ready when he's ready i guess he's not ready right now so it's kind of irrelevant to talk about him uh what's his record who's he fought like
3: where's he been where's this guy from like he's undefeated uh, his last fight was against um what's his name Luke the Mexican Jesus, Jesus Perez
0: Okay
5: what's his record
3: 6 and 0 I
5: think Holy fuck like why this guy like keep your name out of my mouth like you're 6 and 0 oh, fuck you haven't fought anybody you're still fighting like fours and sixes like I like get out of here man like make your bone. like I'm not like I'll look him up I guess I'm sure he's got talent I'm sure he's got potential but you're 6 and 0 oh. Like, who have you fought? Has he even gone eight rounds yet? No. No. Like, keep your name out of my fucking mouth, man. Like, you're a punk for saying that. Talk, like, walk the walk first. Make your fucking bones. Fight some people. Fight some real people. Uh, once you reach contender status, which you're still at least another, like, couple, couple, few years away from, like, you know, by the time you reach contender, I could be retired by then. Like, you know, how old is he?
3: Uh, how old is he he might be 26 maybe
5: okay so he's a late bloomer he's six and zero. and he got into the pros late on top of that so that's already that's already a strike against him but i mean we'll see he's six and oh by the time he steps up um you know i'm already in my early 30s we'll we'll see what happens i mean that's that fight is light years away if it ever happens we're at two totally totally different stages of our career and our development
4: <laughs> cams cams Cam still told you my my boy, but the more the more times I talk to Tony, the the I'm still happy I got a lightning bolt on my foot now. I'm not gonna <laughs> oh, lie, he's, he's, he's funny man. Oh, he's- I love I love I love the way you talk, and I'm like I can be proud to say I got a lightning bolt on me from Tony Lewis, man. It's great. I'm okay with <laughs> that. Well, you know th- th-
5: this, uh, you guys are crazy, but the, this Alex guy, he's got to think. What is there in at this stage of my career? First off, like I have a belt now, he wouldn't even be eligible to challenge for my belt right now. He's six and zero. Like, what's what do I have to gain at this stage of my career by beating a guy who's six and zero? What do he's got to seriously ask himself that question? What do I have to gain by beating a six and zero prospect? What do, how does my career move forward off of that? <laughs> you it, know? it doesn't. It doesn't.
3: So it's like shut the fuck up and just develop, pay your fucking dues and be quiet. You know? Fuck, I feel like Tony and I could be best friends now. I know. That's what I'm saying. I think.
4: Yeah. The more times I hear from them, it's it's awesome. I feel like you were more reserved the last time we talked to you on the podcast. You weren't sure what to say. Now you're like, I'm I'm on. These guys are okay. I can be myself now.
5: Yes. There you go, man. You guys, uh, you beat me down. My guard, the the guards, uh, the guards down now.
4: Uh, we're good. That's okay, because you can say whatever you want on our show. You, as as you've well heard
3: that already.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: <help you> <laughs> I, I was actually going to send you a uh, a message and tell you to send me your autograph so I could get it put on with my lightning bolt.
5: Fuck, you guys are crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> That's all I could say to that. <laughs> the, the the
4: the 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 most uh, the other insane part with that is my buddy got married the same day as that matchup. And I didn't go to the I didn't go to the wedding because I knew I was watching the the live stream with Tanner at, at the pub that that we had a pub reserved for for to watch that that live stream. Everybody in Red Deer supporting Cam, right? So we're yeah. there, and, and as it's like round round eight, round nine, I look at Tanner, I go, "Fuck, man! Unless unless something happens," I said, "We're fucking getting tattooed, man!" Like I said, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> this isn't what I thought. Oh. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was I was out at uh, at this friend's house the other weekend at a housewarming party, the one that got married, and we were all stripping down. Everybody's going out to the hot tub, and we get in the tub, and 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 somebody saw the tattoo. They're like, "Oh shit, that's the that's the bet tattoo, right?" I said, "Yeah, that's the bet tattoo." And then the wife sees it. She's like, "That's our that's our wedding day." I was like, "Oh yeah, same day you guys got married because we got the date put on it, right?" So she's like, yeah. You got our wedding date put on your body. I was like. Yeah, yeah. I guess I did. I was like, man, there you go. <laughs> so never <don't> forget <laughs> your <laughs> anniversary.
1: So double
5: whammy. Yeah,
1: that's
4: funny. That that's funny, you,
5: man. That was painful yeah. to get tattooed down there. Jeez, you know, like fuck. I no comment. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you guys are troopers, man. You guys are definitely
3: troopers. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> man, am I? We, we can't say it and then not do it.
5: Yeah, I, I, I can never say you guys are uh, not a man of your, man of your word. I, I can probably call you a lot of things, but that's not one thing I can call you guys. You guys ain't liars. You're not posers. <laughs> well, and we learned a
3: lesson, too. Don't bet against Tony bet Lewis. Against Tony
5: Lewis
0: <laughs> there you
5: go, man. There you go. That's a, I'm glad you guys – at least you guys learned something. Yeah. Hey man, we said that too though. You gained you gained
4: a bunch of new fans after that fight, man. I mean, we were like, I'm a Tony Lewis fan. You know, hey, I wanna help. Mean,
5: uh, I'm back on here, so I'm back on here. So that's uh that, that's proof right there. So you win that you win that uh, WBC
4: world title and we'll be like, I got that guy's tattoo on me. Yes. <laughs>
3: hey whatever turns your crank fellas right on <laughs> <laughs> so for your last fight did you end up going over to Montreal to train with uh coach jesse uh
5: i was i was going uh, i was going once or twice a week so uh so jesse i've uh I, I, we, uh jesse and i grew up together as uh, as amateurs um so so the old man the old man is head trainer but uh as growing up he got to be good friends with Russ Amber, and so we'd go to uh russ amber's gym back in the day and train uh I, back then i was firing uh david lemieux and i were having gym wars for years because from the time till we were about 16 we were the same size and uh we got to be good friends and we had gym wars uh for those years coming up as kids and uh jesse was there and back then jesse he, he's a, he's a big kid now but he was always uh smaller than me he was a, and i was small and uh, he was one of russ's amateurs and uh, that's when we got to be friends and i uh, got to know each other and then um uh, years later he started giving back as a coach and now uh, uh, last year we reached out to him we needed a cut man and then he you know we saw that he came from from dad and Russ's old school uh, training and philosophy and uh, uh, him and dad hit it off real good he's become a real good coach and uh, he's a part of the team now you know a, a lot of times I'll, I'll go to I'll go to see him once or twice a week uh, under you know it's it, it'll it's arrangement him and the dad and Jesse have made you know uh, to break out the monotony sometimes, and uh, hear hear it from a different voice, you know, and they're on the same page, and uh, it works well. And um, it's uh, you know, it's a uh, when when the when the bell rings, the fighter's out there alone, but it, it takes a team to get him there. And uh, Jesse's very much uh, uh, an integral part of that team.
3: Well, we have a, a mutual friend, uh, Jesse and I, which is Ryan Ford, and he comes oh, yeah. on, he comes on the podcast once a week. So we ended up talking about you. A week ago i had no idea that you went over to montreal to train with with those guys so it was a small world
5: <laughs> no for sure for sure and uh and, and there's lots of good sparring there too i mean uh, uh most tomorrow who was who was on the undercard that's just his fighter uh he's uh he's given me some good prep uh for the last couple of fights and uh we were good together and um they always uh grants always has uh, a variety of different sparring and guys for me to uh, to work with whenever i got fights coming up so <laughs>
3: So are you doing most of your sparring over Montreal or are you be able to get it in, like in Cornwall at home base? Uh, we have
5: some, uh, we, we have some work back home too. on um, me. uh, Ronnie, our, our local middleweight, uh, we always, uh, put in some good work together, uh, back home. And then, uh, but I was getting ready for a South this time around. And we actually had an old, an old stablemate of mine that came back. He was a, a two time national champion as a junior back when we were kids. And, uh, he had a 10-year hiatus uh, from boxing, and uh, wow. he, uh, he, he fell into, uh, to heavily into drugs in his 20s and uh, really fell off the map, and then a few years ago, he got himself back on track, and he decided this year, back in May, to get back in the gym again, and he worked himself back into shape. His name is uh, Joe Bowman. Uh, a lot of people from the, uh, the boxing community will uh, remember him, and uh, he, he's a South and he actually happened to uh, him among many other good partners, but he was one of the sparring partners back home that I had that was able to give me some good work. And uh, it's uh, he's looking to go pro probably within the next twelve months. And uh, when he does, he knows now at his age—I mean, he's twenty-eight—he he knows he's not going to be a world champion now. But he want to say that he did it and to to be able to get make his pro debut and make up for some lost time. That's going to be a that's going to be a good story right there. Once that. Uh, once that goes public and that's get and that gets finalized, that's going to be a really good. Uh, that's going to be a really good story. So,
3: well, he could go out there and probably win a Canadian title or something like that. That's a very real possibility.
5: It's a from from what I see out there right now. If he's if he if he stays straight and he stays in shape and uh, like I said, con- continues to build himself back up again, that's a very real possibility.
3: Can't hang your head on a Canadian title. That's a that's an achievement no yeah. definitely de- definitely not definitely not so after the fight you you get your belt you get out of the ring what did you do that night
5: uh we usually have our after party at uh shoeless joe's so uh we all we all went to shoeless joe's and uh you know a lot of family a lot of friends just grabbed a couple of drinks had a bite to eat and uh just uh pretty much just talking with the fans signing autographs taking some pictures and catching up everybody wants us to know how I made it out of that sixth round and this <laughs> and that you know but uh <laughs> but just uh yeah just the after party we just went there after for uh, for some drinks and uh, some food and uh, just celebrated there
3: yeah you don't it's strike me you don't strike me as a guy that'd be going out and tying one on
5: uh not, not anymore not in- <laughs> not I was
3: your family man now. You got.
4: We hear somebody in the background there. Somebody small.
5: Yeah, here. Hold on. Can you guys see him? Oh, there
3: oh, he is. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh,
5: just woke up. He just he just woke up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's he yeah, looking at?
5: The, He's scared. He didn't even notice uh, it. Ah, uh, daydream. He's just day he's looking outside. That's all. Oh, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, it was uh my kid was there. My kid came to the after like his usual break uh bedtime is between eight and nine. But uh it was like past midnight. He's there at uh Shula's Joe's just party rocking, <laughs> having a having a blast, going up, going up to everybody's table, trying to take their food, saying hi, and just being crazy, you know. So uh, he's a good sport, man. What a trooper. <laughs> how how old is he? two and a half He's little two and a half okay. he's, a little
4: right. he's a
3: little guy yeah yeah, yeah. he's little that's awesome yeah but he doesn't yeah, quite I understand think really... yet he doesn't quite understand oh, yeah. that dad gets punched in the face for a living
5: uh well you say that but um that's not uh, a living that's one of my but one of my sparring sessions i had though uh, last week one of my last spars um uh the par- at one point the partner had me up on the ropes and he's uh it was joey actually he's he's letting a shot, a uh, 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 you know, some shots fly and, um, you know, I, I'm making a miss. I'm, I'm not getting hit with the shots, but Miguel, my son, Miguel is right there outside the ropes crying. And he's holding on tight to those ropes and he was crying, crying, and he's worried and uh, he knows. And that's usually a thing. Like, uh, if I'm under some fire or I'm getting hit or something, he cries. He doesn't like that. But uh, once I start fighting back and, uh, and I take him back control. Then he goes back to playing, and he's laughing, and everything is good. So, <laughs> so he, oh, he cool. yeah, he knows, he knows. Yeah. Good
3: man, good man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was gonna say one thing when we did talk to you the other time that really struck me as cool was was uh, was your actual career and um, you know working working with kids in the in the youth center and and you know transforming lives and that kind of stuff. That was something that that I thought, wow, that's a uh, that's pretty sweet, you know all all the work you do, and I know how close to home the the drug and, and alcohol abuse and all that stuff kind of uh, kind of hits you where, where you help out with stuff. And we were talking about that uh, after the show, Tanner and I, quite a bit about about that. So that was uh, that was cool. They'll they'll be happy. Have you been back to work since uh, since the matchup? Did you work?
5: I, I did. No? I came back. Uh, I came back for a midnight shift on Sunday. So. Uh, uh, I can't. So, so you know, everybody thinks, including my boss, thinks I'm crazy that I come back to work so soon. But I told them it worked the last two fights, and uh, it worked this time too. I'm really not that sore. I'm not as sore as I thought I'd be. But uh, uh, if I force myself to come back the ne- uh, the next night, it puts that mental pressure on myself to have to perform that much that much better, you know. So that I got, I know I got to perform and show up because I can't. I don't want to be too sore for work the next day. But uh, <laughs> But, uh, good, uh, I, uh, good idea. I uh, I so I came back in the following Sunday for my midnight shift and then I had put myself in for a double. Like I worked my midnight and then when I clocked out on Monday morning, I had to be back in later that day at four o'clock. But I texted my supervisor Monday morning. and said, "Hey," because he was there at the fight, you know. So and I said, "Hey," I said, uh, "It wasn't so much that I was sore, but I just I needed more sleep. I had the rest." And uh, I said, uh, "Hey," I said. <laughs> I'm, uh, I knew, I knew that we had a, we have a pretty good crew right now, a good group of kids right now. So I know you can handle the shift on his own. I said, Hey, I said, I think I'm going to take a sick day today for my, my four o'clock shift. I said, uh, I said, uh, I knew he could handle it on his own. I said, uh, I just, uh, I, th- I think, I think you understand. I hope you enjoyed the fight, uh, last night or Saturday night. He goes, yeah, I sure did. It was a good one. He goes, no problem. He says, I got the shift. So, so I, uh, I've had, I've had the all yesterday and all of today to, uh, to rest up and chill. And uh, I'm going back in tonight at midnight.
4: Oh, dang. It's a workhorse. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I've had a couple of days. I came in for my night shift, but then I had pretty much uh, a day and a half, at least, you know, the, to chill back and catch my breath a bit. So, you know luckily it's not it's not a physically taxing job it's you know it's taxing in many other ways but it's not a it's not a physically uh taxing job so it's okay
3: uh i think the the mentally taxing jobs beat you down more than the actual like a a physical construction job or trying to do something like that you know what
5: Uh, it's it's everything's got its pros and cons and that's uh right now i'm lucky enough to say that uh we have a pretty good grou- uh, group right now. These kids that we have in the program right now—they've been with us for a few months—and uh, they're well on their way to, uh, to graduating next month. So um, it's not too bad right now. We have a pretty good group. So, but this this field though—it comes and goes in phase. Like, we're, once this group graduates, we're gonna get the next a whole bunch of newbies coming and coming in, and it's gonna go right back to shitstorm again for a little while. <laughs> and We're just gonna have to reintegrate these kids into the program again and. Uh, and uh, weather that storm, but it's it's the nature of the beast.
3: So I know for the, for the, uh, the camel connel fight, there was a lot of kind of media going back and forth, especially from us and the DCN guys, um, for this fight, it was obviously a little bit quieter, but you did have a lot more write-ups that I was able to read, which were very interesting. Um, do you like to do that kind of stuff, like more of the like interviews with people and the write-ups and stuff like that on the on the internet and whatnot? I know I know sometimes it's a pain in the ass.
5: Oh, so, so, sometimes it's a pain in the ass, but uh, it's got to be done. Um, got to promote the fight, and uh, you know what? Uh, any news is good news. I mean, uh, as lo- as long as your names out there and you're staying in the spotlight, I mean, uh, you can't you can't really p- complain. You know, it's got to. It's got to reach out to the fans, and it's got to reach out to hopefully some some mainstream sports fans. that don't normally follow boxing either. Get them involved, following the sport, following you. I mean, it's got to be done. It, that's how you build your brand, and uh, it's part of the game.
3: Did you do the Jim and Ike show for the last fight? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. I yeah. didn't. I didn't yeah. see it, or I would have listened to it. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah,
5: it was. Uh, yeah, we did that. We did that a few weeks ago, and uh, we we hyped up the fight. But yeah, that's usually a gimme Before every fight, uh, we get together at least once and uh, yeah. and uh, get
3: together and do that show. Wow, they're great guys over there. I like them they're a lot. Good. They're a lot of fun.
5: Yeah, they're a good crew. They're a good crew. You got. I knew you guys would get along well once you guys were, would be able
3: to hook up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're funny guys, man. I got a kick out of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
0: they're pretty good because they
4: they normally they normally uh, you know when when they when they have you on. They, they tag you, whatever else, and, and it usually pops up. So I just missed it on the news feed then, I guess, because I you know, I follow them too on the uh, on social media or whatever just yeah. to keep up because a lot of their stuff, I mean it's you know, it's local stuff. It doesn't really apply, but when it involves when it involves boxing or, you know, yeah. you then it's like, okay, it's something I something I understand and enjoy. I'm gonna tune in.
5: Yeah, no, no, definitely. Of course. Of course. That is that's the beauty of the internet now is that uh, We already had a small world and it's getting smaller and smaller with social media.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Well, those those guys over there, they talk about everything where we just, we're stupid and we just kind of, we just kind (laughs) of try to stay in our lane, right? (laughs) No, 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 no. Uh, You guys stick
5: to what you know. So that that actually makes you very smart, potentially smarter than them. Just (laughs) kidding. Just kidding. You
4: heard it here First. first.
5: So, uh, no, they 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 definitely got a well-rounded uh, they got a well-rounded skill set of different topics that uh,
0: yeah.
3: they cover and they do it well. Uh-huh. So here here's a I don't know how to answer the question because I wouldn't even know where to begin, especially in boxing, because um, it's a little bit different than MMA or or kickboxing, like the sports that we kind of know a little bit more of. But yeah. um, so when you're gonna make a petition to go have a title fight how do you go about that? Like, do you just say the name and then that's it? Or are you, is there something else you can do?
5: Uh, when you call it a, na- <laughs> when you call it a name, fuck, you know what? This is funny. Uh, it, Tanner's on top, right? With the hat. Yeah. 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 Tanner. every time you're laughing is delayed. So you probably laugh like 10 seconds earlier, but I catch it late. So I, I fucking stop to think like, Oh, what's so funny? What did I just say? But I, it, the fucking <laughs> video is behind anyway. Um, Uh, Yeah, uh, when you call it a name publicly, um, it gets the people talking. And, you know, you got to get, it's one thing to just go on a rant on Facebook and just fucking go do whatever. But if you got no, like, uh, uh, well-versed media site, media publication behind it, though, endorsing it, it's kind of of fruitless. And uh, I'm not going to mention names, but I see some fighters do this all the time. You know, social media is a tool, but they'll go on Facebook daily and rant and call out different names and do things, and it goes nowhere. And eventually, the people people on their Facebook gets an, on their Facebook gets annoyed by it because you know what? Like you're going every day calling out different people and saying all these things, but you ain't fighting for months on end. It gets annoying, and you just become a parrot. But if you can get like an online well well versus media publication behind it, then it's like you know. What I did calling out those names yesterday, I did it with a box a boxing scene to back it up. I mean, boxingscene.com is probably right now uh, uh, the best, number one, most up-to-date boxing site online right now, giving you all the news first. So I would have never did that and called all, all those names without some substance behind it. You know what I mean? Or else it goes nowhere. So you call those names, you get a well-versed media publication behind it to back you up, and then it get then it makes then it makes more you get more waves it reaches out to more people like doing it that way you know and uh and then from there the promoter's got to do the work behind the scenes you know what i mean where the real work gets done is behind closed doors where you're not hearing about it that that's where the work is really happening but you know those 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 public those those public quotes and like those, those media articles it breaks the ice and that that gets the ball rolling for everything you know
3: well, trying to navigate sense. yourself through boxing is is a tough thing. It's very political, and I feel that. I um, I uh, I went
5: I went on Instagram with that with that article too, and I, and pretty much everything I said on my Facebook, I was put out on Instagram, and um, Ray Beltran uh, responded to it. So, so uh, you know, that's uh, That was one of the names I called out. He's he's a top-rated contender. He's Multiple world telecharger. He responded to it. He 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 commented on my blog and he uh, he responded to the call. So it's good. I, I so it it reached out. The message got across.
3: It's good. Did he say yes?
5: Uh no. He said uh, congrats. Keep up the good work, champ. Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> uh. it's like, whatever, man. He's watching though. He's watching. He knows. And now it's up to the the powers that be to uh to make something happen. So.
4: It's the same thing, though, right? Like he says it, and then it's like, what does he do behind the scenes? Like, all right, I want that, you know, I want to do that matchup, or I don't, or whatever behind the scenes, and then and then that that's where it works. It's not you're not going to accomplish anything by by getting on there and go, screw you, man, I'll kick your ass, and back and forth. No. And just who who sees it? The the couple hundred thousand friends that that uh you know the the two people have that's it it doesn't get out anywhere i agree with you that you gotta you can start somewhere but you gotta have some substance behind it and some content you know and then somebody that actually will share it to to bigger audience
3: exactly exactly that's it so realistically when when they're gonna look at it are they gonna make you defend your title Mm -hmm. again or do you think that you'll just take another like you'll be able to just go and fight for the world title
5: I I I hope I'm hoping to secure a big fight. Okay. Uh whether it's a a world title shot or a title eliminator, whatever like it's a you know I'd love to get back on American TV again. I think that needs to happen. Uh you know get get a major TV date on a on a good network against a, against a big name opponent. Um whether it's a, a, another a top elite contender or it's a title holder, uh I think that needs to happen. That's my first priority. Um okay. I don't have to uh, defend this belt for another six months. Uh, you know, the belt's safe and secure on my waist for six months until I have to defend it. That doesn't mean I want to be in the shop for six months. I'm just telling you how the how the the NABA works. But, uh, you know, obviously with this belt, I, w- I was ranked 12th. I'm hoping this is going to bump me up another notch or two and uh, crack the top 10. And from there, let's try to secure a big fight. Whether that's me defending my belt, I don't mind defending my belt again. Is as long as it's on a major network TV date, that's really what counts. You want to get that exposure, you, you know, and and that uh, acknowledgement that you're you fighting, you know, against a big name, whether it's a champion or a contender. So either defending my belt or a title shot, as long as my next fight is on a major TV date, uh, that's the goal.
4: Okay. Yeah. Well, when you kept saying Ray Beltran, I was like, I've heard that like, again. I know it's a big name, but I'm like, where where did I hear that before? But it was rash had boxed him. Right, yes. Old, like a Rash from, and I was like, I, and I figured that was it, right? And that was a yeah. controversial decision when he won that one. I remember that. And then Rash got hurt f- after
5: that. Fuck, I had it close, man. I had that fight really close, like the the scorecards, where we re- the scorecards were ridiculous, like they were yeah. way too wide. But man, I had that a, uh, I had that a uh, close close fight, you know. So, mm. but I mean, that's you know, so so Beltran, yeah. he's he's been on a good run since then. He he's reeled off. Uh, yeah. Three big wins on, on on HBO and ESPN against uh, you know top league contenders, and he's one well of mine for another title shot soon too. So that's that was why that was why I ranked him because if the champions are tied up unifying against each other, then the contenders got to fight. You know, so yeah. that's why I uh, that's why uh, I call them out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I know man. that I know that you said you could sit on your belt for six months. And I'm not saying by any means that you would actually do that, but we do have some people in Canada that have Canadian titles that have been sitting on their belts for a year, a year and a half without fighting. Dylan Carmen, Raymond Audible Wally, people like that. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on when people should actually have to relinquish their titles?
5: Man, uh, that's the promoter's fault. You know, uh, the fight the fighters want to fight. Yeah. I mean, uh, but 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 it gets to a point where sometimes it's out of our hands, you know. And uh, the the promoters need to the promoters need to uh to to put out. The, they got to get the dates, and uh, they're they're the ones that got to pay the sanctioning fees, and uh, and uh, you know if they can't find the money to make it happen, and uh, and and keep you busy, you know. We're, we're we're kind of powerless to that extent. On um, that, you know, that that's the business side. So um, it's always unfortunate when a fighter has to relinquish a belt because uh, he couldn't meet, the, you know, he, he couldn't meet the deadline to, to defend it.
3: Yeah. So it's not. Yeah, it's never the fighter's first option. It's not his first choice. No, but when you're going on Big Brother for months on end, uh, it's probably an issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. who went on Big Brother? <laughs> <laughs> Who the f- did somebody go on Big Brother? Dylan Carmen. Yeah,
5: did he really? Yeah. Is that the? Is he the heavyweight?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I thought he went on that business show to uh the Lions Den or whatever. And no. yep
4: yeah, that's him. Dragons Den. Dragons Den.
5: The, the dra- I, Dragons Den. Sorry, I saw that. He got these fucking guys to sponsor him. Fuck, that's crazy.
4: Right. What was he on on the Dragons Den? What did he take on there? His career. He got the, his
5: career. Oh, <laughs>
4: shit. I do remember seeing that
5: thing. Fuck, man. Like, ah. you guys know that there's no money in Canadian boxing? <laughs> oh, fuck. I, Good for I him. actually like, saw that. He knew how to sell himself. He can shoot the shit, you know. Good for him. Fuck me. Oh, fuck. I, I love jobs on yeah.
3: national TV. Yeah. Well, it was a brilliant <laughs> move. Because he yeah. went, he went on Dragons Den, got them to give him all this money to train, did a fight, went on Big yeah. Brother, went up to three hundred pounds, couldn't put his pants on anymore, and then he said he needed a year to get ready to fight.
5: What a con artist! And he's getting paid to be on Big Brother too. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, I got what season was he on this season's Big Brother? The last one that just happened,
3: Big Brother Canada.
5: The last Big Brother Canada. Oh, give me two seconds, guys. My wife follows this religious... Oh, no? okay. yeah.
3: Did you follow Big Brother Canada or Big Brother
5: America? Both. Oh, both. Big Brother Canada. Do you remember a guy named Dylan Carmen? He was a big guy. He was on last year's Big Brother Canada. Anyways, he's Canadian heavyweight champion. But I didn't know he went on the show. Okay. Yeah, you can't. She doesn't remember I, it now. I
0: can't remember. She head probably head. watches
5: the American one. No, I
0: watched but. the Canadian last. Last year oh. was the twins that one. The two brothers from Ottawa. Oh. Okay,
5: she says it was two brothers from Ottawa that one last year. They were twins. I don't know, guys, but oh. anyway, she doesn't. She can't not remember now. On the top of her head, but but she watched it. So, anyway.
4: trust me. That's to me like he was he was not not that uh, that exciting on the show either. He's not oh, a very exciting okay. boxer. How either. long did
5: he last on the show? Do you guys know? I know yeah. you guys watch it. Don't lie to me.
3: Oh. I don't watch that shit. No way. I'll be I'll be real honest <laughs> with you. I watched it when Dylan Carmen was on because I was I've been working with Adam Braidwood and trying to get him the title fight.
5: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: So uh, I I would take like snippets from the show of Dylan Carmen being all fat, eating Oreo cookies and cheeseburgers, and getting a hand job from a gay guy, and post them online. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so
5: you don't know how you don't know how far. <laughs> my wife just found him online, but oh, <laughs> you guys. So you? Okay, my wife says he didn't go that far.
3: Oh, he didn't. So, I thought he made it for yeah. a while. I,
5: I. She had to. She had to see a picture of him to remember, and then it, uh, she remembered. But anyway, so you know that what he got that sponsorship he got from Dragons then, that's probably bigger than any purse he's made so far in boxing. One hundred percent. 150 fucking percent you know good for him good for him and that that's just because the canadian boxing market out like outside of montreal is just not that big unfortunately but uh, it's growing in ontario now it's getting better well i know you guys are doing a good thing over there too uh can uh, ko boxing promotions i i know they're doing busy having lots of shows up there too but i mean like i don't know how much money's in those shows but at least they're keeping their guys active and the same thing in on Ontario like it's really growing now with you know my promoter was busy this year in, in eastern Ontario and then obviously Toronto with United and Tyler Buxton They're they're really helping the sport grow again in the province and uh, getting get, given the getting the fighters to build a following and uh, and build their brands. It's good but you know the but but I mean it's still the fighters are making a lot of money but at least they're, they're keeping them busy yeah. you know they're going for volume and it's working so uh, the sport's growing but I mean uh, we still have a long way to go
3: yeah, well, worst case scenario, Tony, you can go on Big Brother.
5: Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> My wife's always telling me all the because I I absolutely hate the fucking show, but uh, I'll never I'll never watch it with it. She always goes to her mom's to watch it. But she's always telling me all the time that I that I should apply to be on the show because she thinks I would do good at the games and the uh, and the strategy and knowing like you know all all the ins and outs of the <laughs> She says because I'm a good bullshitter. you guys <laughs> heard that. You guys heard that. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So That's awesome. she thinks I would do. I hate the show, but she, she thinks I would do really well in the show. I'm like what are you trying to say that i'm not doing well in boxing like we need the money that bad or what what are you trying to say <laughs> tanner, tanner speaking of speaking of canadian shows
4: i think you and i should apply for uh, amazing race canada frick we'd do good on that show i think That'd yelling at fun. each other
5: good for ratings anyway we might not make it very far but <laughs> <laughs> made for good tv that would be fun though that, that's that's how my bucket list that i'd be willing
3: to uh to do yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd do That'd it but fun. the show would have to be uncensored because the amount of f-bombs i drop you would never hear me talk <laughs> they'd beep, they beep it out man you see people cussing on yeah, those shows they, they
0: beep, they beep yeah. it out.
5: You, you'll make lots of fans man
3: you'll have a lot of friends it'd be fun as long as somebody didn't get hit or at some point or tri- i'd trip people in the race <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> oh fuck they'll edit it out it's okay
4: yeah yeah <laughs> Hey. there'll be, be a whole highlight reel show just of you doing stupid.
5: Yeah, shit. yeah, man. You'll make a. You'll be on like a YouTube compilation video. You get millions of hits.
3: Yeah, that that's my that's on my bucket list, one hundred percent. Oh fuck. <laughs> well, Luke did tag me in some post about this radio. Th- what was it, Luke? Some radio show and some competition. Uh, it was stupid, but uh, w- what was it? something about we could try out for some shit.
4: oh that was just up in fort McMurray on those guys that interviewed me that that when i was up there uh, uh, video show when i was you know, day of the fight right and then uh, I, uh on social media well, they had some contest up in Fort McMurray where you could come in and be a uh, radio host the, of the radio show for uh, like an hour and they were just doing different segments. So I was like, oh, if it was like locally, like if it was Fooey putting that thing on and us going on the drive, it would be fun. I think. Yeah. That that was all it was. It wasn't a contest. If we if we actually said we wanted to go on, they would have put us on the show. That's all. It would have been funny. Well, they deleted my comment
3: anyway. They didn't like it. Yeah, I know because you're like, fuck you. <laughs> thing ever. Mom,
0: you well
5: let's... you
3: guys you uh fuck uh you, you guys are starting to cut out a little bit yeah there, there's a lot of noise going on so you got a family we can hear them we're gonna let you get to your family and and have some family time but before you go to work but tony we appreciate you coming on the show it's always a pleasure yeah. talking to you and uh, we look forward to uh, to hearing when your next fight will be and what and who it is against
5: absolutely man sounds good stay tuned we're working on it thanks for having me guys
4: where where can uh where can the fans keep up on you give us your give us your social media stuff where you want people to follow you and uh, thank your sponsors before you uh, take off
5: yes uh first off I want to uh uh, thank all the fans who came out uh, this weekend, we, you know, we had over 2,000 fans uh, cheering hard and loud and uh, the house was rocking I hope they got their money's worth, I think they did and uh, the, the fans can follow me on Instagram at Tony underscore Lightning underscore Lewis or on uh, on Facebook at Tony Lewis or on Twitter at Tony Lewis 40 and uh, st- stay tuned, I'll be, uh, I'll be looking to have updates on my career very soon
3: and I believe Tony's sponsored by Rival Boxing, best gear in the business. Oh, my
5: God. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Yes. Like, oh, shit. I, if, if Russ probably isn't listening to this, but thank God he isn't because I always forget him. But uh, I got to thank Russ Amber and uh, his company, Rival Boxing. They, they do a great job. They they came up in the last minute with some uh, some some gloves again uh, made especially for me and uh, – and my outfit, they always uh, equipment I needed through camp, everything. Uh, rival boxing is great. They're my number one uh, biggest sponsor and a uh, big contributor to Team Lewis. My look. <laughs> there you go, Danner. Uh, uh, obviously, my team back home, uh, my, my father, uh, Matt Beanstra, Jesse Thompson, and. Uh, uh, my family my <laughs> of course. I was like, don't course, forget my, thanking your wife, dude. She can't hear us but Thank your wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm bad at this. Uh, we didn't have time to fucking rehearse uh, <laughs> uh, And uh, just uh, just my family and friends for always uh, forgetting it and for supporting me and uh, Giving me the space and the time I need to train and, uh, and prepare myself <laughs> to go out there and do what I do And uh, of course my strength coach Tom urban over at the uh, quest training studio for putting me on another great uh strength and conditioning program that that was always a big asset to my camp uh and, and my training so uh no big props to uh like i
3: said it takes it it takes a team to build the fighter ladies and gentlemen that's the naba lightweight champ tony lightning lewis